1: At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions supply.
2: Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, thanks for listening to the show. Join your hosts, Bill Altstead and Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, hi, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Olfstead, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers, here to preview the Seahawks versus 49ers home game tomorrow night, uh, Thanksgiving uh, matchup between division rivals. And um, believe it or not, the Seahawks win this game. They come away in first place in the NFC West um, via tiebreaker. And um, it's a, it's a very important game. I mean, the most important game of the season, you could easily argue. How you doing, Keith? Welcome in.
3: Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, you're right about that. This is the most important game of the season. Um, and we're going to keep saying that as long as the team keeps staying in the, the, uh, the playoff picture and especially for the NFC West. So they, if getting this win would be huge, especially after such an awful uh, loss last week. Um, and going into the stretch of four games in a row that are going to be really tough. Getting a win here to start this off uh, really helps set the table and helps them, you know, end up in a good spot after the stretch is over.
2: Yeah, it's really a tale of two two different teams over the last few years. San Francisco has been set up for, for a little while now. They had a rough stretch uh, when Seattle was uh, was riding its success with Russell Wilson at the helm. And then um, they had first-round draft picks. They've got a really decent um, general manager, obviously. Um, And they've been able to build their roster. Excuse me. You know, in the past three years, uh, they've won 30 of 44 games that they've played in. They've uh, been to two NFC championship games, including last year. Um, they did have a a stretch of games this, um, October where they lost three in a row. They lost their left tackle and Debo Samuel out for a while. Brock Purdy had a concussion, uh, where they lost the game against the Vikings. But other than that, they've been pretty dominant outscoring their opponent 61 to 17, uh, in the last two games. And Seattle is kind of reeling a little bit. Um, they've had an up and down season, although they came into last. Uh, the last game at six and three, hoping to get to seven and three, did not turn out that way. And uh, Seattle dropped to six and four, uh, lost to the Rams. And it was an ugly loss. We all know about that. We're not going to rehash that. But this is another opportunity. It sounds like Geno Smith is going to be able to play, although he might not be 100%. Um, and it looks like Kenneth Walker is going to be out. Ava Lucas uh, has been practicing all week, but he's not going to play. Uh, according to Pete Carroll. And this team's just going to have to figure out a way to regroup after that loss and play 4 days later against probably arguably the best team in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers. And
3: Yeah, I mean it's we'll,
2: it's we'll at see least what the happens. best
3: roster. Um, I, I honestly, they top to bottom, I think it's the best roster in the NFL. It's got They rank 3rd really in the NFL in scoring talent, offense everywhere. and
2: first in scoring defense too. I mean, yeah. they're just they're just solid
3: both sides then that's one of the things that i was looking at um right before we hit record was yeah they're um the the best offense and the best defense all at the same time and that's with (laughs) that three game losing streak in there um and yeah when they're healthy the last two games has really been been sharp so yeah uh it's it's gonna be a challenge
2: yeah, it is going to be a challenge. But you know what? They've been looking at this thing on their calendar for a long time. This stretch of games. It starts with this game. And this is the, the time of the year, the schedule where you separate yourself if of either being a really good solid team or you're falling off. And um this is this is where they're at. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle the challenge. I think that's the most important thing for me when you really break it down. Yeah, they might lose, but how do they lose? They Mm -hmm. might win, but how do they win? Like, are they going to come in and just compete their asses off? And are they going to just surprise us? Are they going to come out and and create turnovers and plays on defense? We know they're capable. You know, uh, Witherspoon is turning out to be one of the best players uh, in the NFL. Save the Seahawks defense. He's just going to be end up being a consummate all-pro year in, year out. Um, And Rick Wallen on the other side. Uh, Diggs is is a ball hack he's proved that in the past Bobby yeah, but he Wagner's back that there way this year it's true had, but you know you never know when year. it all comes together in a certain game and they they feel the motivation and that's what happens in these type of games this is a big game it's a Thursday night not only that it's Thanksgiving the whole entire country is going to be watching this thing and they've got a lot of pride and I'd like to see them come together and just put it all together and see what happens you know you just never know they got It was an ugly loss. It didn't feel good. It was against a bad team. Um, And and here we are just four days later. That thing is washed. And I I expect this team to come in and compete. I don't expect them to be one of those teams that scored, you know, a combined 13 points over the last two weeks against the 49ers. They've got a better offense than that. Um, And I expect them to show it.
3: Yeah, I mean, at some point, this offense has to come together and play like we know they can. Haven't done it all year. That's the problem. Uh, They just aren't efficient. They go through long stretches where they just can't convert a third down. Um, And if they're going to beat good teams like San Francisco, they've got to do better on third down. That's just just simple. They've got to do better on third down. Some of that is, you know, Gino's got to make better decisions and stop throwing the ball deep on third and four. Uh, and you know, we need to make sure that he's got outlets. Cause there were a couple, there were a couple of times you were right. There were uh, a couple of third downs where they didn't have a single person running to the sticks there. Everyone was going 15 yards or deeper. And that doesn't help you get rid of the ball during, with the pass rush, the way it is, you've got to, they've got to help him out. They've got to do that kind of stuff. But at the same time, he's got to play better and until he does this offense is not going to be very good.
2: You know, good or bad, it comes where I think San Francisco is getting ready for their stretch. Um, The last game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Brock Purdy, you mentioned, uh, just really kind of coming into his own, completed 21 of 25 passes last week, 84%, 333 yards, 13.3 per attempt. We can talk about what Seattle's doing and where Gino's at with that. 15.9 yards per completion, three touchdowns, no interceptions last week, had a perfect passer rating of 158.3. Doesn't happen very often in the the NFL. There's just a handful of guys that are playing today that have done that in the past. Gino, in fact, did that one game in 2016. Uh, Not nearly the the statistical game that uh, Purdy just had, but he accomplished that. Um, then they've got Christian McCaffrey. who's the best rusher in the NFL leading the NFL in rushing. Um, it's, it's just going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, 49ers run the ball 46% of the time on first down. They, they kind of own the running game. That's their identity. Man Purdy comes in and compliments it like heck. I mean, everyone kind of poops him a little bit, but Let's watch him run this offense when he comes into town. He did it three times last year against the Seahawks. Um, Seattle swept um, against this team, including a wild card loss. So it's definitely an uphill battle. Um, like I said, Seattle or 49ers ranked third in the NFL in scoring and first in scoring defense. It's, it's going to be tough. And they run a base defense, which is very challenging. Bosa, Young, Hargrave. Hargrave Armstead, their four defensive linemen are some of the best in the business, and they only blitz thirteen percent of the time. They don't, okay, need, they blitz. don't need to.
3: They don't need don't, blitz. If you can get pressure with four, you don't blitz because why open up holes behind your, um, you know, behind the line? Why make it harder on your linebackers and defensive backs uh, when you don't have to? They can get pressure as well as anyone with only four guys because all four of their starters on the defensive line um are elite pass rushers. Yeah. And Seattle's got a terrible offensive line right now. So it's not a great combination.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's not. But, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, if Seattle wins this game some way, somehow at home on Thursday night, we take over first place in the division. Um and and gives us kind of an upper hand. If we continue to win on this team, um, you know, the following week we go travel to the Cowboys. Um, they've been kind of a hit and miss team this year. Maybe we can get them on a bad day. We, we, and we come off a very strong win and and continue to build on this thing. You just never know in the NFL. It's kind of weird. One week could be the start of many weeks of, of successes. Um, and we know this
3: this offense can click and do great things. We saw it last year and it's, A lot of the same guys, although they've added talent, it is a more talented team this year than last year, but the offense is performing at a much lower rate. Uh, It's hard to explain why, but uh, we know this offense can put up points once things come together. The key is that those things need to come together and they need to come together fairly soon because this team needs to start, (laughs) um, being able to beat good teams. If they're going to get into the playoffs. Because that's what their next four games. Their next four games are against really good teams, and you've got to beat at least two of them. Yeah. I think the Seahawks have the shot. second
2: hardest schedule remaining in the NFL. Yeah, and it's because of these four teams right here.
3: Um, yeah, because it's not L- for the four or the three games after that.
2: So we just talked about San Francisco's offense. How does Seattle come together as a defense to slow them down, to interrupt their timing, to uh, minimize their points scored? In order to give the team the best chance to win
3: well they've got to be super disciplined especially on the back side because that's um what they do they do a lot of play action a lot of um having the quarterback you know bootleg the other direction and if you don't stay disciplined on the back side he's going to be standing over there with no one attacking him and can just take his time and do what what he wants um but if you have a you know if you're Defensive end on the opposite side of the play, stays home, recognizes that, you know, he's still got the ball and attacks upfield. You can pressure him and you can make him throw it before he wants to. Um, You just got to, there's got to be discipline. You got to make sure that you're doing your job and you're not trying to do everyone else's job. And the linebackers have to be really smart about reading what's actually going on, whether the running back has the ball or whether Brock Purdy does. Because they're going to play action pass as much as anybody, and that really is what puts pressure on defenses
2: yeah they do they do some play action passing i mean McCaffrey obviously is the best running back that sets them up really well surprisingly um they're they're middling in the n f l as far as um play action rate uh, i think they're like fourteenth in the n f l it's it's surprising only in that he's very successful when he does that um I think he's he's got like eight touchdowns one interception a passer rating of 121 something like that while in uh, play action um so what does Seattle do well that you think we could take advantage of in this game
3: I think what Seattle does well is um they stop the run well most of the time they're going to be challenged in this game they're a bit weird in that it's not all the time but um, they they stop the run well most of the time, and that is the key to beating San Francisco. Uh, if you look at the three games that they lost, three in a row, teams stop the run. When you stop the run, you get rid of the play action, and it becomes more of a slog. Uh, Brock Purdy is he's very accurate. He makes quick reads. He gets the ball out of his hands very quickly. But he doesn't have the biggest arm he doesn't have the ability to um make a bunch of guys miss to extend a play things have to be on schedule and luckily he's on a team and it's really well coached where guys do the right things so that he's on schedule all the time and he, but he's a guy that like you if you can stop the run get him out of the play action you can you can beat him. Um, you attack him. He's not like I said, he's not particularly mobile. Um, so if you attack him once you get him in the third and long, you can you can get to him and you can can cause him to make some make some mistakes. Um, he won't throw interceptions, but he'll just th- he'll he's more likely to throw the ball away and go ahead and, and punt than extend a play and, and make a big play down the field. So um
2: What strategy, Keith, would you employ to slow down McCaffrey, Kittle? and Debo Samuel. Like, oh. would you double team Samuel on every play and just take him out of the game? Would you make sure you've got a body on Kittle right from the line of scrimmage uh, from the get-go? What do you do about McCaffrey?
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Well, so McCaffrey's like the hard one because there isn't anyone that can really... Um, I mean, who's the guy that can stay with them? Do you, do you dust off uh, Devin Bush and see if, you know... Um, he still remembers what a football looks like since he hasn't played much this year. Because he's normally the guy that's you got would this...
2: say a guy like Adams, but yeah, you know Adams I mean, is coming off a week where he had a, a knee. Uh, who knows where he's at as far yeah. as his speed is concerned? I really haven't been paying attention. And to so be
3: honest. you know, because because if you're if you're lining up and you're putting um, Wagner as the guy and you're just asking him to pick up McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. That's not gonna be pretty. That's not gonna be pretty. At the same time, if you want him covering, um, George Kittle coming off the line, that's also not gonna be pretty. I think you run, um, with Kittle. You mix it up between Jordan Brooks, Julian Love, and Jamal Adams if he plays. I think that you, uh, Jamal Adams is going to play. Jordan Love, um, and maybe Jordan Brooks maybe Boy maffe to pick up, um, McCaffrey, when he comes out of the backfield, uh, you've got to make sure you're getting, you're getting guys on guys that are cap- capable, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, you're trying to match Witherspoon up against Kittle, I think that's not going to work well for you because he's going to give up, he gives up five inches, um, to him and, and about Fifty pounds. What do you think so that's about the idea hard. of I, having
2: Witherspoon covering covering McCaffrey out of the backfield and having Trey Brown and Woolen come in instead of having the like a Jamal Adams in coverage?
3: I would be okay with that, especially with Adams' his knee um, still giving him trouble. If you can, um, you know, use the physicality and speed that uh, you have with a guy like Witherspoon he's one of the few guys fast enough and, and agile enough to stick with uh mccaffrey do and you so have you enough time in this in
2: this week that's your problem to be able to to do those things
3: that's the problem it's because it's a thursday game there there's no practice time you're at, you run a walk through um and then you might run another walk through and then you play the game there's no practice uh this week and there's no real opportunity to install a game plan that is different unless than what you unless do. Unless they've
2: already done it and had it in place and just ready to go.
3: Yeah, but they st- then they still would they wouldn't have practiced it since uh training camp. So it would require like it would require going back through it again. Uh it's just been too long. So I just don't think that you can I don't think you can get away from what you do far enough for a thursday night game you have to just lean on what you do well because you can't really prep for these games typically what happens with these thursday night games is they they benefit the home team more because there's a lot less travel and you know uh all of that so they end up being more rested and 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 more ready and it benefits the the better roster Because if neither team can game plan much, if you can just line up and beat the guy in front of you, you're going to win these games. Um, And that's the first part of that gives Seattle, you know, some hope because they're the home team and it's a lot easier to, you know, to win at home on Thursday than it is on the road. And, but the second part definitely uh, benefits San Francisco. And they are a seven and a half point favorite I saw today. Which, as a road um, underdog, so Seattle or sorry, road favorite, Seattle is a home dog. That is a lot of points. Uh, Vegas does not trust Seattle one bit in this game.
2: Yeah, I mean the rosters, the disparity is there, but the records are fairly close. Seattle wins this last game. They're they're uh, you know tied up in the in the division. Um, you know, the additions, you know, since the last time we saw them, they, they jettisoned their left tackle, Mike uh, McGlinchey, the right tackle, sorry. Um, and Jimmy Ward left and Emmanuel Mosley left, but they added Javon Hargrave, um, in free agency. They added, mm-hmm. J- uh, Jair Brown in the draft and, uh, in the off season, excuse me, uh, at the trade deadline, right before the deadline, they added Chase Young, uh, to this team. The edge rusher out of, um, out of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of impact do those guys have on this roster?
3: Oh, I mean, um, Hargrave and, and Young just match up there with uh, Armstead and, and Bosa and give them a front. It's just not four. fair, is it? That's just freaking <laughs> not fair. It's just there isn't a, an offensive line in this league that can block those guys. Um, you can't double team all four of them. And you're well, everyone, but Armstead, but the other, uh, the other three need to be double teamed and you can't, um, so you're going to end up leaving Armstead single co- or, you know, single blocked. You're probably going to do the same with chase young to your own detriment and, um, trying to, to, you know, get help from Bosa cause he's dominant. And, um, it's just a really tough place to be. Gino's got to get the ball out of his hands. Got to get the ball out of his hands. He's got to do it very quickly, and
2: um and they've got that, to run the ball, Keith. The, in this game, they've got to run the ball because if they do not, the they will just tee up and it'll it'll yeah. be it'll be ugly.
3: With no, um, no Walker, right? Um, it's gonna that's a lot of pressure to put on Charbonnet, who did not have mm-hmm. a great game this last week when he finally got a chance to get. He didn't the have touches a bad that, game,
2: but he didn't have a great game.
3: Well, i mean he didn't have he didn't have a great game he had a couple of a uh, couple of really nice runs and then had a lot of runs where there was just no blocking in front of him so he just got bottled up um at the line or sometimes behind the line and then he had to fall forward for a yard um in order to just make something out of it but uh in the end so the running a- game was three it was like 3.1 yards per carry just to get a that
2: might that might surprise you. Seattle apparently has a top five run blocking team according to a composite rating from Pro Football Focus, um, so, SIS and, and ESPN.
3: Okay. So um that right there should start to indicate why I don't trust Pro Football Focus's rating.
2: Well, I said it was composite. So it's three three separate ratings to composite as a fifth um best run blocking team.
3: Yeah. I, you're going to have to uh show that to me cuz I watch the L22 every week and <laughs> I don't see that whatsoever.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're we're number of, 4 in the NFL. The 49ers are number 2 overall according to this A lot same of what I see composite.
3: is the positive yards that happen happen because uh there's no hole but Walker sells where he's going to go and then bounces it outside and he makes the linebackers do the wrong thing. Um, and
2: these are based on pass blocking win rates. I don't know. I haven't really completely studied this uh, blocker or, or run on. block. This is a uh, run blocking. This is yeah, a run no. blocking composite rating. No. So three no. separate inputs for, you know, the rating composited into one, one master rate. So yeah. anyway, um, I just thought I'd point that out because it seems like the blocking's there, according I don't to think this, it's there.
3: the blocking, but, hasn't. the blocking has been there at times and the CX just don't run the ball enough. Uh, and there are, there have been games where the run blocking actually has been really good, but the CX just yeah. didn't run the I ball. I mean, enough. in
2: limited opportunities, maybe that's the key there is that we've, we've, uh, you know, we run but, so few times that.
3: But if you go back and yeah. you look at. At this last game the run blocking was not there it wasn't it wasn't um walker only had four carries but on two of them you know it was bottled up until he bounced it and turned it into it into a game but they didn't block him any yards those were those were were walker yards and charbonnet ran into the same problem there were a couple of runs where they actually you know got uh bodies on people and there was a hole and he took advantage and and, Mm -hmm. you know got eight or nine yards um but there were a lot of plays where there was someone unblocked you know meeting them right when he gets the football and he's got to fight through that just to get back to the line of scrimmage and that happened more so than actually having a good blocking the idea that this is a the uh a top run blocking team is i'm sorry they're not I mean, like, there there have been good games, but it's such a small sample size where you say good game, but they only ran the ball 11 times. Um, yeah, we
2: are, at, I think I wrote this down. I can't remember where I put it, but we are, like, um, bottom third of the NFL in running. in in running. Yeah. Um, yards gained, yards per carry, et cetera. It's just crazy. I, so I thought were, it would have been a strength of this team going I mean, into the season. the
3: yards gained um you know that can be okay they they that can be a play calling thing right um but when it um when it's yards per carry and you're bottom third that means you're not good at it and that is the uh that's the problem
2: yeah i think last year we were 4.6 this year we're 4.1 or something like that. I, um,
3: I think we're like 3.9 at this point after this last possible. game. So I wanted to talk about,
2: bad. go ahead. Um, I, I want to, to say talk that about it, injury.
3: Th- this is a team that needs <laughs> to run the ball. They need to be good at running the ball. And right now they're not good at running the ball. And that's, I, that is part of why the offense is struggling.
2: Agreed. I want to talk about the injury report really quick. Um, actually, both teams are doing pretty well considering uh, the, the time of the year. Uh, both teams come in pretty healthy. Uh, Jarek Reed is going to be out of this game. He's got a knee. Uh, doubtful is Ken Walker and Derek Young. I think both are, are not expected to play, according to Pete. Questionable, uh, Abe Lucas and Geno Smith. Abe Lucas practiced this week, but Pete said he won't play in this game.
3: So yeah, overall, if, we're if he doing wasn't ready good. this last week, he's not going to be ready this week when there's no actual practice. These are walkers. Right. This isn't an actual practice. And he. If he wasn't, anyone that wasn't ready um, on Sunday is not going to be ready Thursday. That's just not how it works.
2: But anybody else uh, not listed is good to go. So um, it should be, it should be, I mean, we're coming in full strength, um, depending on where Gino's at with his elbow. If that impacts his throwing at all, this game is, is not going to, not going to work.
3: Oh yeah. This game can get Um, ugly quick. mm -hmm. Um, if his what are you expecting arms...
2: let's let's just kind of get right to it keith what are you expecting what's the score who wins
3: um i am expecting the seahawks to come out and compete i want them to um i want them to fight i want i want them to show that they belong i think that the fact that they trained for um leonard williams is going to give them the opportunity to Weather the storm of having Jeron Reed out because now you've got another guy that can do that and
2: um i didn't know Jeron reed was out
3: isn't you're saying you didn't you say that he was out with his knee
2: uh Jarek reed
3: oh okay that makes more yeah, sense. Jarek reed the um, second the uh because i know that, that um that jaron reed was uh he left the game and, and missed but he came back and so i was I was surprised he's he's good to go
2: he's not on the list at all
3: okay that makes me and that makes me feel better because um yeah i know that he missed um, a little bit and then but he came back to the game so i didn't think it was going to be a thing um you know i think that the defense can i think the defense can slow down san francisco um can they stop them no san francisco is going to score points i think seattle's offense can move the ball um against san francisco and score points but they've got to turn opportunities into touchdowns and not field goals which they haven't shown that they can do and they've got to convert third downs at a rate better than they've done all year against a better defense than they've played all year um and that's not something that i'm i'm thinking that they're going to do well so i'm looking at this game and i'm thinking that uh it, being at home, being on Thursday night, all those things may help Seattle, but I just don't think Seattle has enough right now. They need they need the offense to get back healthy and 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 an opportunity to to get right and until that happens, I'm not going to pick them over a good team like San Francisco. I think this game ends up like uh, 31-23. Seattle just get too many field goals and not enough touchdowns. Uh, to keep up.
2: Yeah, I agree with everything you said up up front as far as uh, being competitive and coming out with a little fire. I I see that. I I think that that's going to happen. I actually see this being a very competitive game, uh, a lot closer than people think, a lot closer than the seven and a half that uh, Vegas is giving them on the spread. Um... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Will they overcome? Uh, there's The margin for error is very little in this game for the uh, Seahawks. They're probably going to need one or two turnovers to give the, the balance of um, opportunity to uh, Seattle. Uh, I think if that happens, Seattle could win this game. Uh, especially if there's like a, a pick six or something like that. Um, or, or we can get a turnover in their territory. Um, it's going to take a complete game. Seattle's offense is going to have to show up. There's going to have to be some big plays. Playmakers are going to have to make plays in this game. Um, and that would be true regardless if we came in seven and one, you know, nine and one, whatever. Seattle would have to make plays in order to get past this team. It's just a really good team. And on the defensive side, I see some turnovers. I really do. We've got some playmakers. Um, they've had a chance to look at the film, and you just gonna have to go play. They didn't have a lot of time this this week to practice to to put anything else in. No exotic packages. They're just gonna have to go out and play, and I think that 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 can happen for this team. And if if they do, I think this this could be a win for them. Um, surprisingly, I think that would surprise a lot of people that somebody would actually pick them to win this week. And I think, you know, given where they're at, they're not a bad team. They, they went into last week, six and three. Um, they've got an opportunity to really kind of show what kind of character they have. And I think that they will. I think Pete Carroll will have them ready to go. And this team squeaks out like a 21-20 victory um, at home on Thursday night, Thanksgiving. And I'd um,
3: love to see that. I would too. To see that.
2: Get this team back on track first place confident would confidence would be sky high we'd go into Dallas and um, this team would be ready to go down the stretch if they'd lose this game Keith especially if they lose it badly um, I worry about the mental um, makeup of this team and their ability to withstand the criticism that's going to come and, and all that because um, it's a it's going to be a tough stretch of games because mm-hmm. this this game is just one of four that they're gonna have to go through that are going to be battles like they haven't seen all year and I would love for them to kick off uh, with a win and we'll see what happens but I I'm hoping uh, and I don't expect them to win I want them to win I think that they will if everything goes correctly <laughs> and that's a lot to ask to for this team at,
3: but one of the things you have to look at with this team is they lost last week because of self-inflicted wounds um they can't do that if they can avoid the self-inflicted wounds they're a much better team than i think most people think and right now so far they haven't been able to do that yeah but they should be able to at some point figure this out and if they can get things back where we know they can get to, they're going to start surprising people. They're a good team.
2: Yeah. I think they can rise to the moment. And this is a big moment. It is a and, big uh, moment. And big, big players come up for big moments, and we'll see where the team's at. I think this is a, definitely a barometer of where we're at at a critical I, time.
3: I, I would season. caution against putting too much stock into all of it, especially if Gino has a rough game throwing the ball with his injury. Because it could get ugly, but then you're looking at, well, what was the reason why? Well, the reason why was that they had plays that could be made that normally they would make, but it didn't happen because of an injured quarterback. You know what I mean? Like,
2: Do you think that um, Shane Waldron scales it down? Maybe this helps them. Maybe this helps them play within themselves a little better. instead of forcing the ball down the field all the time especially on third and short third and medium Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they just get the third and medium um just go get the first down give yourself another three downs to to you know keep going which they Um, need
3: which is something they need to start doing anyway regardless of of whether gino's hurt or not on third down go get the first down i get that you got one-on-one coverage on the outside and you want to take that shot Yes, but you have, if you've got a guaranteed first down, you take that first. And I think that's the one thing that, uh, I, this team is missing at the moment, because if they would stop taking those shots on third down and instead go get the first down and then try the shot next play, um, they would be much better off. Agreed. And during the first most, like the big chunk of last year, when they were, this offense was really humming, that's what Gino did. He moved the sticks. Um, I don't know why he and the, this offense have gone away from trying to get the sticks to move and instead going after those big plays. It isn't working. Just focus on keeping the ball and, and, and continuing the drive.
2: Um, maybe that starts this week. Let's hope so. All right. Let's get out of here, Keith. Let's have a great game. Let's, uh, everyone, thanks. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone uh, has friends and family around to watch the game. That makes it a lot more fun and exciting, especially if it's a win. We will be back uh, on, I think we'll record Friday. Uh, We've talked about um, to kind of recap this thing and uh, get us ready for next week. So follow Keith on Twitter, at Myers NFL. You can follow me at NWCHawk. The show is Seahawks Playbook Podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and our own YouTube channel. When you get there, hit the uh, subscribe button. Make sure you get us into your feed every time we put out a new show. And um, until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk, Keith is at MyersNFL, and the show is at HawksPlaybook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.
1: Podcast Network.